Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal. This is the podcast for the side cash hustler. If you want insights, real life experience from people just like you on how they started creating side income, you are in the right place. Documented experiences of people creating a few hundred dollars to extra tens of thousands of dollars a month. Make sure to subscribe and review. This means more than you know. Also, feel free to check us out at selfreliantwealth.com. Before we jump into the episode, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Okay, let's dive right back into another episode of the Wealth Wise Podcast. We've been going through some of the past experiences that uh, you know I've had on my journey um, and my family's journey up to this point. Uh, these next segments are going to really dive into you know the current area of what we're working on and projects and things we've learned and difficulties and obstacles we've overcome. Um, so I really hope you're looking forward to those. Uh, it's fun for me to share and recount, but it's also kind of interesting, you know, as I do recount these different experiences, um, because, you know, it's, it's a time of reflection for me. And I think back to some of the challenging times, but also some of the fun times. And I guess just a really, really neat thing to be able to do. So we're going to dive right back in here. Um, we left off with getting out of the shaved ice business, being in college, and going on to the next steps of life. Um, and that's where we jump in here. So I'm in uh, business college. Katie's down at BYU, commuting down there. She's in the speech uh, pathology program. And I am in the business and entrepreneurship program just at this local um it's called LDS Business College. And so going there, working on business degree, going through some business classes, finance classes. Um, at the time, I started a, an RC company um, be, you know, while I was still doing the shaved ice. I started an RC um, company, so I was importing those little RC helicopters. Uh, and I found different ways to dis- distribute and sell them. Uh, I was also selling them at the school. I'd just go and fly them around at school and then students would want to buy them. I even sold one to the to the uh, dean of the school and some of the teachers um, because they were just stoked. They thought they were cool, and it was like business and practice, right? So and and hand to hand marketing, and you know, in again, I go back to like I think the only reason I really got through my college time was because the relationships that I built. I mean, I did the work too, but. Again, I just struggled with school. And so I was like, look, I'm practicing. I have, you know, this shaved ice business that I started. Like I'm working on the financing, like the finance side. So I need to understand this. And I'm actually applying what I'm learning to this. Um, and I'm having conversations with these instructors. Like, look, I'm doing stuff. I really need, I don't need help on the, the philosophy. I need help on the actual. And like here are some of the things I'm working on. Here some of the problems I'm facing. You know, what, what can I learn from these experiences? What can... You, know, you share with me um, to be able to help me overcome these obstacles. And those were the kinds of conversations I was having with, you know, <clears throat> a few other students as well as, um, you know, my teachers and, and all these other people I was able to network with. And that's really what got me through um, my two-year degree. You know, I got an associate's degree in uh, business and entrepreneurship. And, you know, I never did go on to get a bachelor's degree. Um, for me, I just you know, I had jumped right into working again. So while I was doing uh, college, I 
had my wife's cousin reach out to me and they had a medical sales um, distributorship where they did uh, foot and ankle equipment for surgeries. And so I went and started working with them. Um, I spent about a year and a half to two years doing that. Uh, we would, I had an insane territory. So I was responsible for uh, elk, like going to Elko, Nevada, parts of Idaho, parts of Colorado, and then north, northern Utah, basically from Salt Lake to Logan. Um, and that was my area. And so what I was responsible for doing was helping um, deliver equipment for surgery to hospitals. And then I would actually cover cases. So I would go into the surgeries and I would, um, you know, just assist the techs and the doctors on the equipment process. Like if they had questions or what hardware to use or that kind of stuff, I would assist them on um, that information. And so I was in these, you know, hundreds of surgeries that I went to um, watching people get, uh, you know, get this hardware either implanted or some stuff removed or whatever the case was. And it was my job to be able to assist and help them, you know, walk them through um, that process. So kind of a crazy deal. Um, I was still in college, like I say, I had to leave a few classes, <laughs> like right in the middle of them, because I had to go hit a case that was a, a last minute add on. Um, and man, that was, that was amazing because you're talking, I'm dealing with huge corporations like these hospitals and I'm dealing with doctors and I'm trying to build these relationships. Um, you know, our, our sales team, like we had what, four, four guys at the time, four or five guys at the time we were responsible for about a, a quarter million dollars a month in sales. Um, and we were, man, we were pumping, like we were doing so many cases. Um, we were running all over the place. I had bought a car for uh, the job. And I had put 30,000 miles on that car in six months because, uh, you know, of all the areas I was covering and cases I was driving to. So it was kind of crazy. Um, I ended up getting, um, got almost what, 40 pounds overweight. And like, it was not an awesome time. Um, my body started hurting really bad again because of my back injuries and, um, you know, I just was driving everywhere and staying overnight places. And like, it was a, it was a wild time. Um, I made more money at that point than I ever had, um, you know, working with these guys and it was still kind of nice cause I was on my own schedule, but at the same time I was basically on call. Right. So I could get a call, you know, at 10 o'clock that night and there'd be a surgery adding on for the morning. And so I'd have to wake up at, um, two o'clock in the morning or one o'clock in the morning and grab the hardware that I needed and I drive it to Wyoming or drive it to Logan or, you know, wherever. And then I'd stay for that case, that surgery, and then I'd come home. And so, I mean, this was just a wild, wild time, um, in, you know, the development of my life and career. My wife was working, um, at Gap. She was working at a school as a speech, yeah, part-time or not a part-time, but a, uh, uh, an assistant, speech therapist. And then she started working as basically an office manager for, um, the medical sales stuff. And, you know, I did that for quite a while. Um, I enjoy parts of it and I didn't enjoy other parts of it. And eventually our company got bought out by a larger company. So it went corporate. Um, and at that time I didn't really, I was kind of done with the whole runaround 
of everything. I was kind of done with dealing with some of the, some of the doctors with the attitudes that they had and the God complex per se. Um, cause I didn't see a reason to treat, um, people the way that they did. And it was very frustrating to me, uh, how they treat, you know, some of the nurses and the staff and, you know, me every once in a while, I was fine. I don't really care about that, but it was more so how they just treated people in general. And I didn't see that as really, you know, a valuable thing. And so, you know, I started looking for options to exit. Um, and at this time I, I completed, um, my schooling. So I graduated with an associate's degree, um, in business and entrepreneurship. I was talking to my partner and we were looking at getting into something and we ended up buying, um, a vending. Well, we, we were looking at buying a vending machine company and, or just something, right? We wanted to create some side income that was residual based and we didn't really know. We looked at doing real estate. Um, we actually split a ticket to go to a uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad event. Um, and that's where this story goes a little bit differently too. And, you know, and then we're looking at some, uh, some vending machines as well. Anyway, I had a friend, um, some old friends approach me about starting a solar company in California. They had originally started this company out in Texas. Um, and then they were moving to California and they wanted to get an office up there. And so I was like, yeah, man, I'm done with this whole medical sales things. I want out. And I ended up jumping on the bandwagon. So I moved to California. Um, I spent a couple months out there and was getting stuff set up. And so then I actually moved my wife out there. She had ended up going to work for the corporate company. Um, she was able to transfer. And so then, you know, we were spending time out in Dublin, California. Uh, we were, I was supposed to get this, you know, be getting this company rolling. Ends up that I just was knocking doors. Um, so I knocked hundreds of doors selling solar. And eventually I got to a point where after I'd moved my wife out there, we would rent our house out. <clears throat> we were out there for about two months and realized that our guys were not getting paid. We were not getting answers and our working capital had, it was gone. And so basically at that point we said, well, what do we do? We can't really move back yet because our house has a six month contract on it. We've only been out here for two. I could go, you know, work for some, find some job or work for a pest control company or something. But I didn't really want to do that. We were just like, man, let's just get back to Utah as fast as we can. But then had this crazy idea we should just go on a road trip. And I mean, we're talking like when we got out there, it was just hard, right? And I have, I'm kind of skipping over some of these parts, but I need to go back here. We moved out of California and it was like devastating. I mean, I remember coming back to our apartment at night. First of all, we were not making very much money. Um, the only income we really had was my wife's. And, uh, the cost of living was through the roof. <coughs> we had a two bedroom apartment and it was like $2,300 a month. And my wife was making, I think 5,000 a month. Um, so after taxes and everything, we had about 30, <clears throat> 3,500 or so to live on. So after rent, um, we had to pay for, you know, gas, utilities, everything. Like we were barely, barely scraping by. I think we were putting money on credit card just to get by. Um, and she'd come home 
after these long days, I mean, she was working 12 to 14 hour days in an environment where she didn't like with people that were just ruthless. And I'd come home and she'd be sitting on the floor crying and have the dog on her lap. The dog was, the dog got way sick because I think he was depressed and who knows what, had some crazy reaction to some medication um, that we were getting him on for Lyme disease or ticks or something. And <clears throat> I mean, this was like one of the most challenging, difficult times of our lives, but also our marriage, because I just dragged her out here. She's in a job she hates. We're not making, I'm not making money. The company we came out here for is falling apart. Everything that we <laughs> thought we were doing was basically a sham, but we still enjoyed, like we made it to the beach. We made it to San Francisco a couple times. Um, we made some friends out there and <laughs> it was just, it was just rough. Like, I think back to that, man, that was some rough times. I remember, you know, there got a point where basically I had a couple of weeks where I literally was doing nothing and I was just at the apartment all day, every day. And I took the dog for walks and stuff, but I was just racking my brain, making lists of things that I could go do or businesses I could start or companies I could go work for or just like anything and just trying to get us out. And then finally I was like, oh, for, freaking forget this. Like, let's just go on a road trip. Let's go take a month we'll take your last paycheck and we'll just go on a road trip. I ended up sweet talking the leasing agent and asking her, you know, if there's any way or anything that she could do to help us break the lease. And, you know, I made some brownies and took them over to them and they ended up helping us get out of it. And they found somebody else to take our spot. And like that worked out really well, but it was just, I mean, it was nuts. Like it really, really was nuts. Crazy time. Um, we ended up going on this just, incredible road trip. I mean, I'm talking like we lived out of the back of my truck. We had bins. We had, you know, I'll have to find some pictures and I'll just send you, you know, I'll put a post a picture in the notes of, of this road trip. Man, it was just, we called it our epic road trip adventure. And we started, we left a car in, uh, in California because my brother and sister-in-law just moved there to uh, Pacifica, which was just off the coast of where we were. And we moved all our stuff back. We flew back out to Pacifica, stayed a couple of days with them, and took off on this crazy adventure. We hit tons of national parks. Um, we spent the month driving up the coast, got into Canada, Oregon coast, Great, uh, Crater National Park, um, Yosemite. Uh, man, I don't even remember all this. Uh, Whistler, and then just cool spots in Oregon. And, uh, and then back down, we came to Jasper, Banff, and Yellowstone. And man, I'm not kidding, but this was like, these were some of the coolest times ever. Like, it was so awesome. We just were together. We had nowhere to be. We had nothing. We had no money. So we were basically living on food storage. We had a small, small stipend um, left from Katie's last paycheck. And we just lived on that. And, you know, I mean, I remember having, you know, some of these meals, like we got pasta at Ikea once, and that was like a smorgasbord dinner. And we had rice, beans, and tortillas, and we made like these little tacos, and that was like just heaven. You know, I mean, it was amazing. And, oh, man, there was like no pressure. Um, <clears throat> it was so simple. We just were together planning out like the next stage of our life, like what we were really 
wanting and what we were after. And it was just so cool and so unique because we got to see just all these amazing places. I mean, you look at some of these pictures that I'll, that I'll post here in the show notes and it'll just blow you away at uh, some of the stuff that we were able to see and, and do. Um, and it was such a cool experience because like I said, we had no money. We had no real time frame. We just knew that we wanted to be back by, um, then, you know, by October, cause it was going to get cold. So we left September 1st. Um, and we just went and, uh, it was so, so cool. We stayed with some friends along the way in different parts of the, uh, you know, in different parts of the, uh, Oregon, and then in Canada, we stayed with some people too. Um, and man, it was just, it was such an adventure. It was so fun. And we just learned so much about each other. And, you know, one of the things we came to at that point, we'd been married for, God, let's see, what, four, four or five years? Um, and we said, man, four years. We said, man, I wonder if it's time to start having family and this is something we just kind of came to the conclusion of you know for the first bit of the marriage we just really wanted to spend time together and get to know each other and and kind of figure things out and so we finally had this conversation of maybe we should start you know trying to have a family and so we moved back um we find you know we finally get back to utah uh, we stayed at my parents for um a little bit until the uh the lease ran up and we were able to move back into our house. Katie was able to get her job back at the corporate company. She didn't love it, but it's what got us by. Um, I got home and I was like, what am I gonna do? So got at KSL, I found an aerator and started aerating lawns in the fall. And then had a conversation um, with some investors that wanted to start an app. And man, that was a ride. So I ended up saying, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll basically be the project manager slash director, whatever, for this app company. I'd never done it before, but I had relationships to people who had. And so I built up a network of, of people that knew what they were doing. And so that's really where I started. I just said, okay, you know, let's go to work here. What do you have so far? What's the idea? Okay, I'm going to introduce you to, you know, some people that can help us walk through this. We need some developers. We need, you know, this, 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 and this. So we started making these connections. We started interviewing. We started getting stuff rolling. And we started just grinding hard. I had hired one of my buddies to come work with us. You know, we had four or five guys of us working in an office. Um, we started up just in a little office above, um, like, a storage unit. And it was pretty cheap. And then, um, for some reason, the investors wanted to get a bigger office and, like, build it out and stuff. And so that cost, like... Thirty-five or forty thousand dollars, and I was like, "You guys are nuts! Like, why are we spending this money right now? We don't need this. We don't need an office. We can do this from home. We can save the cost because we're building an app here. Like, let's just keep it simple." And it didn't work, right? They were not stoked on that idea, and so uh, I was invested in this whole concept and this idea, and I was putting tons and tons and tons of time into this. I mean, I would spend twelve to fourteen-hour days working on this stuff because I wanted to really, you know, show my value. But not only that, I really wanted to see this thing go because I wanted to, like, I loved the concept and the idea. And the idea was basically a communication and scheduling tool for schools, uh, K through 12, where there was communication between teachers, 
students, parents, and faculty members. And it was just a, a one-place, one-stop shop tool that could be used and keep everything super, super simple, keep things updated. Um, there was one of the investors was big into sports, and he had kids in sports, and he said that was the biggest pain in the butt because, you know, there weren't updates and things weren't coming out quick. And so that's one area that, you know, we focused heavily on was the sports side, and we really built out this cool wireframes and develop, the developers started getting going on it. We started just dumping way more money than we needed to. About a year into the project, um, stuff just kind of started to get weird, and I kept rolling with it. Um, we ended up putting together like an 18-page proposal, and they just didn't want to have anything to do with it. They just kept, said kept working. Um, I had the buddy that I had brought on. They wanted me to fire him um, for no reason. That was really hard to do too. So I ended up doing that. And then shortly after that, I just said, you guys, look, like, here's my last step. Listen to me, please. And they wouldn't. And so I just said, okay, I've got to go. Like, I can't keep doing this because I don't want to see you spend a ton of money that's going to be wasted. And so I tried, 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 and nothing happened. They wouldn't listen. So I ended up just walking away. And that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do um, because these people were my friends, but also because they had spent so much money and they were continuing to spend so much money and there was nothing I could do about it to help slow that down. And they wouldn't listen. And so, yeah, I ended up walking away and <clears throat> I missed a spot in the story here. So I'll rewind a little bit. So I... Um, if you remember, I talked about my partner, we wanted to get something going. So this is about the time that that happened. You know, I went to that real estate course and I actually met a guy there that um, was basically a, an investor and he had some education that he represented um, for real estate investing. And so he and I had been talking over the, over the years as, you know, we went out to California and we did some other stuff and it was about this time, though, when I reconnected with him and I just said, okay, man, I want to learn real estate. Like, let's get rolling. And so I purchased, purchased this education program. Um, the cost of it was $20,000. So $20,000 for um, over 500 hours of course curriculum that went into real estate and investing. And, you know, I thought that was valuable because it was the stuff I didn't know or things that I needed in order to be successful at real estate. So we had purchased this education program. I'd started going through the classes and attending some of the events that they had, the local events that they had, um, and, and saw this as a place where I could spend some time and energy. And so, you know, as soon as this, um, this app stuff sort of fall, started falling apart, I had reconnected with this other buddy too, um, with, that wanted to, you know, that, that I was partnered with back in medical sales and we, we're looking at um, some vending machines too. So we ended up buying a route and I started getting that going as well. And uh, I didn't have the money. I found it. I went to him. I said, Hey, you've got the money. You put it in, I'll work it. And you know, you can finance it and then we'll get you paid back and, and we can start, you know, going from there. So basically that's, that's where we are up to this point. I started going through this education. I ended up leaving the app company and going full time into real estate investing and the, vending machine business. Um, 
fast forward, I learned a ton. I started developing some really cool relationships. Um, this, this education company had a sales component to it. So I started selling the, the product because I, you know, had learned so much and so much value from it. Um, and I started building, you know, these two businesses with vending machines and with real estate investing. And so, you know, that was going really well for a few years. Um, I started making, you know, quite a few real estate deals. I learned how I could get access to money. I got in, um, our first deal and I was lending $70,000 that I didn't know I had on a real estate project that created a 10% rate of return, which was awesome. Um, so we did that uh, and I ended up getting into a flip, um, and we made, we made a little bit of money, not too much. We actually were like $70,000 over what our budget was supposed to be because of a, a contractor error. We had to fire him and we had to bring somebody else in to finish it. And so we ended up getting, like, we had to put some of our own money in. We got that back out. Um, and that was pretty much what I think I made on the deal. But, um, <clears throat> you know, there's so much that I learned in those first early days of real estate investing too. And then, you know, I got into some other money lending deals and I did another land flip. Um, I just, I didn't make any money because I wanted investors to make money on that one. And it went different than we thought. So I just said, Hey, let's just, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll call mine learning experience and you can take, you know, the, my share of the proceeds to make up for it. Um, and so, you know, I, I mean, I learned from sad experience. Again, I got in this education. I didn't even watch some of it. And then I went back and watched some of it after I did these experiences and went, oh, wow, that would have been nice to know, you know, before I just did this stupid decision. Anyway, it was something that, you know, I want to be, again, transparent on. And, like, I learned a lot. Um, we also were able to get into a couple of rental properties at that point, right? We um, We wanted to... We wanted to move to Oakley and, you know, we had a couple other ideas that we were after and things that we wanted to achieve. And so we started pushing forward in those directions. And, uh, and we'll, when we come back with the next episode, I'll dive more into that. So with that, we'll conclude this episode. Thank you again so much for listening. And remember, always infuse hope to those in need by teaching correct principles that lead to result-driven action. Uh, make sure you go out and make it a great day and uh, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It really does mean more than you know. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wealth Alliance Podcast. I just wanted to take one more minute to thank our sponsors. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle? Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.